You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the OKS podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 180 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we're joined by an artist-maker power couple uh, who uh, started their journey with woodworking, painting, and it culminated in blacksmithing. Uh, They embody what is truly to be a maker, aside from making beautiful art pieces, amazing content, and beautiful maker babies. (laughs) They also organize many maker events to help us share our uh, individual journeys with the world, projects such as the... uh, the and they make is that a correct right and uh the may maker project where you can share every day a different part of your maker journey please help me welcome one half or really one third of pl smith luke smith is here what's up buddy correction uh, guys smythe smythe yeah yes. although technically you're one quarter uh priscilla is with child soon to be one quarter yeah yes. soon to be Very one quarter soon. And uh, Priscilla could not join us today, but uh, Luke is here and he's going to be uh, filling in for both roles. So you have to do the voices. So, yes. What's please. going on, guys? <laughs> now do the Priscilla on, voice. Yeah, now say it. Yeah. I even do Priscilla's voice because she doesn't have a super high pitched voice. But uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for having me. Thanks for Hi, guys. <laughs> you can. That was awful. Be in there. I know. You it can was. substitute Pete. Um, but yeah, I apologize. Priscilla apologizes. She could not be here tonight. We are about to have our second child in like a little under two weeks. And she's feeling very pregnant tonight. So, hey, uh, you know what? She the Perfect excuse. She's literally making right now. Oh, yeah. She's, she's making. making she's too busy for us. She's in the middle of a project and it's almost done. She ain't got time for this. Well, the truth is, folks, that... Uh, Luke and Priscilla signed a contract with us and they have to, you know, keep good with the contract. So even though Priscilla can't be here, Luke is contractually obligated to be here. So, yeah, I love I mean, those contracts. We send in blood. They're, <laughs> They're ironclad. Speaking of ironclad, Dan. Our patrons our, are ironclad. Yeah. They're, I, thank you for picking Thanks. that one up. Yeah. Yeah. We got one new patron this week. <laughs> what? We that's one did. more than last week. It really is, honestly. That's it's hundred percent more patrons than I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's correct. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Matt Army over uh, on Patreon to Rosie's Wood Shop. We appreciate Yay. you. Now let's talk about uh, the the patrons that go above and beyond. Shall we? The, I'm to talking infinity about infinity and beyond, if you will. <laughs> I'm talking about the patrons that are uh, VIPs. They're the top tier patrons, and we like to give a Very special shout out to those patrons. every week. And they are as follows: Jesse McIntyre of Sage Hill Woodcraft, Gillette Woodworks, Victor Aragama, Nick Brim Woodworking, Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pine, Steve Iadarola, Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking. Malcolm at Bossa Nova Woodworks, Justin at Calvary Customs, Patrick Gensel, Michael Flickinger, Max and Mindy Coons of Stubby K Studio, 
and Jacob Miller from A Sweet Shop. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you to all our patrons. We appreciate you guys. You help us keep the lights on. If you want to join the Met Army, go over to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. You can join one of our mini tiers over there. And uh, you'll get yourself some uh, extra goodies, possibly. Including access to our patron-only call that we're going to be doing early December. Yes. Very exciting. We're going to do it right around Dan's birthday. I think we're shooting for December 10th. I think that is a good date, Dan. It's a very good date. And we will confirm 100%. It's probably going to be a Sunday. Sorry, Adam Barnett. It's not going to be a Wednesday at 3. But uh, as it stands right now, it looks like we're looking at the 10th. We're going to do it right around the between the two holidays. Mm. And uh, it's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be a fun hour. Look, if history it, it if history time. is any like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, meter or metric? If history is any <laughs> metric... Did you say metric and meter in the same sentence? Wow, <laughs> Dan is growing. Dear God, I didn't mean it that way. If history is any uh, indicator, indication, or yeah, indicator <laughs> of, of how things go, is to come, we're gonna have a good time. Just saying, a hell of a good time. the last one yeah. was really fun. It was like two and a half. Hours. Can you edit the the whole meter metric thing out? Can you? No, no, no. I'm gonna clip that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty exciting. We're gonna be doing that, and um, we're we're super fun. Uh, we're, we're we're super fun. Yes, we're super excited for all the fun we're gonna have on that call because it's always we are fun though. We are, we are pretty fun. Uh, you know I what agree. else is fun? Um, they're not sponsoring this week, but we are officially uh, we've officially figured out a brand new system that we've never done before for doing our giveaway for the WorkbenchCon ticket. Hey, yes, yes, we we remember uh, subscribe that? to the website. We have a whole thing where you go and fill out all your stuff, and then we threw it out and we went back to the old one. So because it works point, so well, it, it works, works so well. well. So if you want to win a ticket to WorkbenchCon. We are giving away a ticket. We're going to give away give it away at the end of the year uh, to one lucky listener. And uh, you're going to be able to win that by sending a secret phrase that Dan will at some point rattle off during this episode to... Absolutely. To what, Dan? AWP... AWP giveaway at gmail.com. There you go. So uh, listen to the episode. And there also uh, may be uh, some secret ways of getting some extra entries. You know? Mm. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it through Instagram. Maybe we'll throw some random stuff in a pre-show. Who knows? We do it through OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> or the secret secret fifth here on uh, Patreon. Send me your feet pics. Speaking of feet pics, <laughs> Luke Smith is here. Of yes. PL Smith smith polish smith education as i said on instagram <laughs> um we're super excited to have you guys on um you guys are one of the reasons why me and emma are doing this full-time Ooh, and oh, you're a big inspiration we met you guys a couple years back no you pressure. guys are great and if uh you guys don't know who they are please educate yourself like i did um with that good good old english lessons from the american school sorry Schools are bad. But anyways, Luke, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry Priscilla couldn't join us. Would have been amazing. But we'd love to hear, what is your elevator pitch? Who the hell do you think you are? What makes you so special? Go. Who the hell do I think I am? I was looking forward to this question. Um, yeah, I am a artist. I'll say that. I mean, I finally feel like I'm able to. Uh, my wife, Priscilla, 
who I said before, unfortunately, she cannot be here. She is the true artist, and she started out in fine art with painting. And we started dating back in 2014, and she has inspired me to really explore the art side of making. So uh, I originally was doing woodworking, just making basic stuff around the house that we needed. You know, a lot of people have that same origin story and uh, it evolved into metalworking. Metalworking has taken over my, I would say it's the peak interest that I have. I really enjoy sculptural stuff and it just, I don't know, it fell into my lap kind of through woodworking um but yeah so i am a metal artist i would consider myself a blacksmith and uh yeah i just enjoy making whatever comes to mind and bringing those visions to life so as a metal worker you're forging metal would you call yourself a forger forger is a way you could explain it i guess but uh (laughs) the action is forging i guess the adjective of that would be so all the work pieces are forgeries (laughs) hey they can be you know that's if you are taking exactly somebody else's work which you know (laughs) i personally like to just See, I get inspiration from a lot of people I see on Instagram of the stuff that they do and, you know, making my own. So not exactly forgery, <laughs> no. but, but we were, guess, we're just nodding at Dan trying to figure out what what the proper terminology <laughs> is for what Luke does. It didn't, it, I was I was trying to record a story this morning and I was going to announce, you know, a that blacksmith. Smith. Smith was on on with us and for forgeries. It, the the word just escaped me all of a sudden, which is normal for me, I guess. It's like and calling you a, a woodematician. Daniel <laughs> <laughs> Dunlap, woodematician. Woodematician, actually, that sounds great. Oh, I like that. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you you and Priscilla are truly through and through a maker couple because if I understand it correctly, you literally met in an art class mm-hmm. back in like 2017 or 2007. Which one of you was the naked model? 2007? <laughs> you know it was Luke. You know oh, he was yeah, the nude man. model. <laughs> That's how I got her, dude. Yeah. Um, and she had oh, these yeah, very we... little paint. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Sorry. you know, you got to mix them right so it's the correct nude color. But no, yeah, we uh, met in 2007 in high school in art class. I was a freshman. She was a sophomore. She is a year older than me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was the first day of class and, you know, they're taking attendance. I'm sitting there. I'm a good student. I'm a shy kid. And this girl comes in a little bit late after that bell rings and she, uh, came and sat at the table I was at and said, hi, I'm Priscilla. What's your name? And I was like, oh, my name is Luke. And it's funny too, because my name is Lucas legally. And I always went by Luke. I liked Luke better. And so when they call out attendance and they said my name, Lucas, she was one of the only people that called me that for the longest time. And I mean, it just, I don't know. It was something that was kind of cool, but I'm the shy kid. 
this beautiful girl coming up, sitting next to me, introducing herself. I was like, she could have called you Dan for five years. You wouldn't have corrected her because he would have been yeah. so shocked. <laughs> Wait, exactly. he's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an insult? No, oh. no. It, it's no. a compliment. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> Dan's are amazing. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh we met in art class and she was a way better artist than i ever was you know my mother had a background in illustration she went to school for art and you know as i was growing up she introduced it to me and i would draw whatever paint a little bit but when we got into that class and i met priscilla there was like you know instant crush i had it just says this young boy and i wanted to get that i feel the same way about you yeah i do (laughs) i wanted to just impress her that's what i wanted to do with my projects in high school but yeah i mean it was mostly just drawing and painting at that point and um we went through three years of classes together and she as she was a year older than me she graduated and went on to college and we kind of lost touch for a little bit um where i got more into the engineering side of things where i lost touch with the art and making things i mean well even backing up before that i never had any influence from family of making my dad was you know uh white collar job they owned a mortgage company never really made anything and other than my mom being an artist i never got to be really creative with that so it wasn't until uh 2014 i went away to school on long island for a bit and long island and i reconnected yeah you mean eastern queens (laughs) basically far (laughs) eastern queens um yeah so I was home over winter break and this girl that I crushed on so hard, like reached out to me on Facebook and was like, you know, just, Hey, what's going on? How you been? Oh, so and you guys like lost touch. Yeah. There was three oh, years okay. We didn't even talk for a while. And when I, yeah, I was home over winter break and we started talking again. And from there started dating. And when we first got together, you know, that whole artistic side kind of came back, like the things I wanted to do, like how I was trying to impress her before. Um, I wanted to do that with her and where she was renting her apartment, things that she wanted to have, like new dining table, coffee table, whatever. I wanted to make that stuff with her because that interested me. Like I was saying, like I never had any influence from family until i was in college where my younger brother he kind of got into woodworking a little bit he went and bought like a table saw and a bandsaw just to make some simple things and i tried it i was like "Ah, this is awesome i love this i was always creative so i was kind of using that as the outlet to you know do those type of things so when we started dating priscilla and i I came up with ideas for ways that we could make things and we did them together. One of our very, very first projects was one of those pallet wood wine racks where you hang the glasses on the bottom and you have the bottle storage on top. And we still have that actually. And um, from there, it just spiraled. Um, 
that was 2014 that we reconnected, started dating. In 2015, I graduated from college and she moved out to Long Island with me because that's where I was offered a job position. And we rented a house and needed things. You know, we needed a dining table, different things like the coffee table, all that same stuff. So we decided to make it ourselves. And that's where I kind of got into making more things. And it was woodworking at that point, mostly entirely. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so what, like, how did you get started in making? So obviously you don't have a lot of artistic influence uh, when you're starting out, but like, what, what was the, like the precipice, the, the point where like, you're like, Oh, I want to do this now. Like, what, did you have like an awakening? Did you, was it just a slow burn? Was it Priscilla um, inspiring you? Or was it just like, do you have a moment where you're like, oh man, I want to do this? Yeah. I mean, it was before Priscilla and I actually reconnected together where when I had some free time between classes or golf at school, um, I would spend time watching some YouTube videos and I was really into cars. I've always been, and I would watch some different car channels on YouTube and throughout recommendations, I came across Jimmy DeResta, Bob Claggett, all these, these different maker channels. And I would watch the projects that they would do. And I'd be like, that is cool as hell. I want to try that too. So when it got to the point where I was done with school and was renting my own house and was able to make things for it. I went and picked up some tools and used what I saw them doing as kind of a reference, almost a lesson and would try those things. So from there, it kind of just cascaded into what else can I make? And it really wasn't until 2018, we bought our first house where we had a garage that I ended up turning into a shop. Um, Priscilla knew that I was a big fan of Jimmy's and she surprised me with tickets to his class. Um, it was a woodworking class when he was doing those where I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but oh yeah, he had yep. different classes at his, at his place where people come and stay at his house and go in his new big, you know, his black barn and the church. I remember, I remember watching those and being yeah. jealous as hell because I, I really jealous. wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I thought, I mean, that was such a cool thing. The maker Mecca, it really is. And she got me the tickets to go there to do a woodworking class with Tracy and Katrina, which Tracy is Bastion Head on Instagram. Um, And it was a spoon carving, you know, power carving class. And when I was there, I was able to meet Jimmy's shop assistant, uh, Brett McAfee. Uh, who he's oh, yeah. calling spade 13 on Instagram and YouTube, all those things. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy at that point, like his shop was be- more developed further along. It wasn't like just in the beginning after he had it made, right. which I don't know when his first class exactly was, but you know, it had come a long way since then. So he had his anvils all over the shop and I said to Brett, I was like, I've never even seen an anvil. That stuff's so cool. I've seen what you do and I think it's amazing. So he's like, if you want a lesson, we can do something later tonight after we're done with the woodworking stuff. So I was like, no, let's go. So when we, we did that, he kind of gave me the basics and the fundamentals of blacksmithing and I was hooked. Foraging. Foraging, yes. 
look for berries and stuff. <laughs> <I'm sorry. clears throat> well, that's that's awesome. That's, uh, I mean, that's as good as as good of an origin story as ever. Like I was inside Jimmy's shop and it mm-hmm. clicked. Like that's yeah. yeah. I think that's where we we all I think got inspired by some of Jimmy's content in some way. And if we didn't oh, yeah. get inspired by Jimmy, we got inspired by someone that got inspired by Jimmy. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, uh, adjacent. he's kind of he really J- Jimmy adjacent. Yeah, uh, he's always at the like somewhere to the you know close to the core of how we got involved but so like you know priscilla um was an art teacher and uh some kind of like changing topics here but like Mm -hmm. priscilla was an art teacher and then um you guys and i i I love being transparent on this podcast we talk about like the ups and the downs of all of this all the time and i would love for you to talk about like first of all working with your spouse in the maker world is a hard sell for a lot of couples. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people are just like, I'm not into this, or like the wives are not into it, or the husbands are not into it. Like, you got to find a way to do it. I, um, I always say when people are like, Hey, how'd you get Emma into all this? I say attrition. You know, I just wore her out, and eventually she gave in. <laughs> <laughs> and I joke around about it, but like I basically got her involved in it more and more and more. Um, you obviously didn't have as big of a leap with Priscilla because she was already an artist, but. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about uh, briefly about like the journey of like you guys making a decision for like her to become a in a way stay at home mom, but also she's still she's a full time employee of PL Smith basically. Yeah, like, a stay at home you know, like, artist, if you will, stay at home artist and part time yeah. mom. Um, Absolutely, man. So, so like, how did that whole decision like? Because like, you know, these let's be real nowadays financially one income is kind of hard so like oh, yeah. uh can you talk it's hard. about it's like, not only hard it's damn near impossible it, oh, yeah, yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah i mean we're in 2023 now in 2022 we move away from long island where i smart you know, move took the job because of the housing market and all that and we had our first daughter then and it was Donald timing just worked out perfectly where we were able to move and be closer to family back up in Syracuse. And it just allowed us to have her be home and take on the job as full-time mom, because it is a job. I mean, she works so hard every day, but backtracking to the beginning of the whole thing. um, When we were first down there, we met a lot of business owners that owned restaurants and bars and hair salons all that type of stuff and priscilla as being a fine artist because she went to school for that um got a uh, i think she got the master's in art education so Mm -hmm. she went the teaching route of art but she took all of those classes where she had to do sculpture she had to do uh you know figure drawing and have the live nude artists i can do finger class and everything i understand (laughs) yeah exactly um say nude nude art or new dart yeah both i mean (laughs) she had to do the sculpture class of the new dart um but yeah so she i mean even in high school she went away over summers to go down to new york city where she stayed in hoboken and would commute to the city to do these art classes at sva and um it it just was really cool to meet back up with her and see all these different things that she's learned about art throughout those years 
and um, she had her own Instagram. I had my own Instagram page. I was Smitty Woodshop when I first started my Instagram of making things because I all I did was woodworking at that point. Um, but we would go to uh, art shows for her. She would work on paintings and put uh, have her art in galleries and different things like that. And along the way, I started making some frames for her paintings. And so we were kind of doing different things, but in parallel. And it came to a point where when we met those business owners down there, they wanted a mural painted, but they also wanted something made like a cabinet or bar top, whatever. Um, And she always said that she wanted to combine our skills and basically merge everything we do together and to make a business together. And that's when she came up with the idea of PL Smith. At that point, that was in 2020, I would had gotten to metalworking um, along with her. You know, she was very keen to go out in the shop and to hit some hot metal with me, which was awesome. I loved it. She's inspired. Is that me what so the kids much. are calling it these days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we would go out in the shop together and work on these projects. And like I was saying in the beginning, like you know when we first started dating, we would work on projects together. So it was a lot of fun. It was always kind of a teamwork thing, but it came to the point where she was like, let's make a business together. Let's make an Instagram account. That's both of us. That's combining, you know, kind of what I'm doing, my artwork, what you're doing, either making and let's make together. So it really evolved from just us doing our own thing to combining our ideas together to make different things and it just kind of exploded from there dude the rebranding is hard but you guys killed it yeah i think you made the right decision everything seems to be working out really well oh thank you i mean when we started that account i mean like i was saying that was in the early uh, early spring of 2020 that may she came up with this idea called May for makers. And it was this idea of a month long challenge to bring the maker community together. Um, And it was the premise of it was to give a prompt out and everyone that is involved with it to use the hashtag May for makers to make a post of something that was related to that prompt. So it was very, very loose on how you would interpret whatever the prompt was. And it exploded. I mean, these people that we had met and people that we haven't, haven't met started making these posts and loved it. And it was cool because the hashtag of made for makers did not exist at that point. There was not a single post in there. So it was a way for us to, bring the community together by having them follow that hashtag. So everyone that was using it would see each other's things. And that was the beauty of Instagram at that point. And Luke saying that it exploded is, uh, I think that's being humble. My entire feed (laughs) in May is that. Yeah. Your feed (laughs) in May is nothing but May for makers. I mean, you can't escape it. I've tried blocking it several times and I just can't get away from it. So, 
uh saying that, that it became popular is just uh it's not giving it justice no, i appreciate that i mean priscilla appreciates that more than anybody i'm sure because she <laughs> i woke up one morning she's like luke i have this idea this thing let's make this challenge and call it made for makers i was like i don't know I, how is that gonna go and she explained it to me and was like just just trust me on this and i was like okay so we worked on worked with each other on coming up with the different days and the things that people would post and it just you know it was amazing to just see the response from people to be excited about that you know it was during the time of covid when we were on lockdown and everyone is at home you know maybe they had and they needed something to do shops exactly And plus with Instagram, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, now we know that posting every day is something that people strive to do because you hear that that's what's going to help you grow. And sometimes you just like, what the hell am I going to post? You don't necessarily know. So it was kind of a way to give people a little push towards an idea. So if it was like, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of simple things like EDC, like introduction, like things like that. and when it got to the more obscure prompts it was there's no right or wrong however you interpret this make a post on that so it yeah. allowed may 15th your creative. sexiest woodworking outfit exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i mean that's that's even jumping ahead <laughs> i appreciate you wearing that peter <laughs> he's wearing a pl smith shirt which is and very, a pl smith thong you should watch the video on youtube yep. <laughs> those are on the uh, top tier patron only <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i mean that that made for makers is even jumping ahead towards what we got involved with the maker community because like i was hinting, talking about before it was when i went to the class at jimmy's that was in 2019 um the week before we got married, the weekend before we got married. She knew that. She got me the tickets. She knew we were getting married that next weekend out of town, had to travel for it. She's like, I want you to go to this. A hell of a bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um and that's where I was saying like I first ever hit hot metal on an anvil. And from that experience, I, I was just very interested in it. I love the way that you're taking this cold material that people look at as just a solid thing and you can manipulate it to make whatever you're thinking about. And so that was in uh, May of 2019. And over that summer, I started to follow a bunch of different other metalworking accounts on Instagram, uh, a bunch of Jimmy's friends, and I uh, came across one guy that did the sculptural artistic metalworking stuff because there is a lot of like architectural firm like just not necessarily artistic but functional yes exactly functional metal in whatever application um but this guy is things like that yeah yeah so this guy did the artistic stuff. I loved it. And I showed her his profile and the things he was doing. And she took mental note of that. And fast forward a little bit after that, I told her about maker camp that was happening for the first time ever. Jimmy was talking about it. Uh, he teamed up with Austin and the Blackthorn and they were doing this. And I showed her what it was and 
I personally had the thought, ah, it's too expensive. I don't know if we could do that. Like, you know, tickets aren't cheap to these type of maker events. And she also took note of that. Go by a couple <clears> of weeks. She said, hey, look, I got us tickets to maker camp. We're going. So she surprised me with those. And we went to that first ever one, which was amazing. I mean, it was small. There was maybe only a hundred people there throughout the entire weekend. I'm so bummed I missed that first one. Yeah. There's three tents. That was it. And I mean, now they have like 15, 20 tents, which is amazing. And yeah. How many people um, were there last, last year, even through the rain of like five or 600 people? 20 the year before this one there was 700 something i think okay so there was more this year for sure yeah Yeah, i mean they're probably in the eight nine um but yeah at that first one um she had reached out to that guy on instagram that i showed his account mount phillip metalworks is his username (laughs) chris cash and she coordinated with him purchasing an anvil for me for us so she said hey look I want to get Luke an anvil. I have no idea what I'm talking about or doing or anything. I have no knowledge of this. What do I, what do I need? What's a good one? And he was just, I mean, they were just messaging unknown to me. And so we went there and I see him. I I met him, you know, at the first, for the first time there and he's hanging out on the bleachers and I'm coming out of the bathroom. And I was like, that's an awesome anvil. You know, I just recently had started seeing these things. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's yours. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, your wife and I were talking and she got this for you. So I was like, no way. So yeah, we went home from that maker camp with an anvil and that's from there, cool. it just started out, you know, we got a forge and started doing some work together in the shop, just kind of oh. making whatever ideas. Uh, I mean, I know we're on a podcast, but if this is recording, you see it, there's this chair behind me um priscilla's always been interested in furniture design so she came up with this design for this and she had me forge some parts for it so we'd come up with different little things and that's how we started working together in the shop making things and that's essentially how pl smith was born you know just from us wanting to be out there together and bringing these ideas we had to life that's fantastic so it started with a charity event (laughs) okay (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> you are awesome. a real forger now. <laughs> yeah. It um, took me that's... a long time to actually kind of believe that. And even, you know, I knew of the maker community before that maker camp back in 2019. And I did not consider myself a maker. I didn't think that I was in the uh, caliber or, you know, able to say that because makers were people on instagram and youtube that were doing really right. well like jimmy and you know these other guys content creators it's very confusing yes. imposter syndrome yeah. yes yeah, that, yeah. That's we, we exactly. talked about that we talked about that a little bit last week with uh ricky and he he, mm-hmm. he said that he even uh, feels a little bit of uh imposter we syndrome. oh yeah. yeah i think we all do and I think Definitely. maker is the purest way to describe yourself. Um, and for many of us, you know, when we're like, oh, a woodworker, like I've talked about the struggle for a while where like I kept thinking I was a failed woodworker. And then I realized mm-hmm. like, no, I just, I make everything. So when I wasn't woodworking, but I was 3D printing, laser cutting, designing, landscaping, whatever, like I was making with my own hands. I was getting dirty and, and loving every minute of it. 
You don't have to be one thing. I you am absolutely 100% a failed mayo chef. <laughs> <laughs> failed mayo chef? Just just saying. I know. Yeah, you're, you're like if Paula Dean cooked with mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of butter. Damn, DM me your best <laughs> recipe. I really want to try it out. Deep fried mayo. Mm. I just I get chills saying that out loud. You know how you have you ever heard of fried ice cream? Okay. But do that with mayo. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Um <laughs> so uh can you also uh, tell us like about um and they make? That's uh, another one of your Instagrams that some people might not know about. How did that yes. get started? So again, another brainchild of Priscilla. Um after we what what are you the, even doing to help her out? She's doing all hey, the can things. you get off your butt, bud? <laughs> right? Come on, bud. <laughs> I, hey, bud. Look, I am helping make it happen in the sense of where I reach out to people and I I mean, admittedly, I have fallen off a little bit with helping her. She is a badass bitch who knows what she wants and has these visions. And again, like I was talking about made for makers. That was kind of the start of and they make because it was a thing for only May, you know, and she thought, how can I make this a yearly thing? So with and they make, it was a way to bring together the community and introduce people to each other where, you know, we're all makers. We all do things creatively whether it is in photography whether you're knitting woodworking metalworking you know we're doing things creatively to make something and she wanted to make this account that showcased the different people in the community that are doing those things so she made this page that was kind of ideally supposed to be like an education hub or you know as a resource is what she wanted it to be for introducing new makers to people and to also teach people how to do stuff. So when we started that page, um, we would have lives, Instagram live sessions where uh, whoever was on there was teaching their skill, you know, whoever's watching and we would post it later would show off how to do something. So for like one of the very first ones was Craig Cohen for Craig Cowan forge. And he did a Damascus making class on live. Um, Then we had Patrick Reynolds come on there and he was there with Jimmy and he was going around Jimmy's black barn talking about what he did for the electrical and the wiring. So, and they make was this idea to be, or is this idea to be, because it still exists. We've kind of fallen back on, making posts on there recently because we've got so much going on in our lives um with kids i mean i'm sure a lot of you can relate with that yes absolutely cannot can relate yes yeah, um, me, me too i'm uh hey, you got cats peter you, you, you know <laughs> i've got i'm gonna She's i'm gonna you know confess something here i just learned about this just now so you, have, you have a new follower no about oh. the and they make not the oh yeah yeah, also, this is great. this is fantastic. I love yeah. this. All right, so let me put it this way, Dan. Explain what you think and they make is. Explain your act. If you're looking for the first time, what do you it, see on there, and what do you? To me, it looks like not only is it inspiration, but you highlight makers within the community and what they do and what they have to share. And there's also like 
it, it's basically like a whole uh page dedicated to what's up in the maker community i yeah i love it i'm just gonna steal all my what's up in the maker community <laughs> stuff from this page let yeah. be honest yeah man i mean that that's exactly what it is it, it was it's a way for us to showcase it and i say us because we're curating it in a sense you know it's it's not there's a, a lot of people page. on here that i recognize and know and yeah it's Wow, this is really cool. This is really I've, cool. I've owed you a bio and a photo for probably a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's literally what... still on my to do list. It's oh, like, wait a minute. I take you. it all back. You have Luke Gelman on here. I'm who I'm out. <laughs> never heard of him. All right, unsubscribe. Um, oh, twice even. Oh, okay. Hey, look, with having managing Instagram accounts is a lot because we don't just do those. Uh, half-assed things where it's minimal effort doing these trendy things like we put a lot of work and i'm sorry you threw a piece of wood at a running blade the other day that was quarter ass at best i was trying something new (laughs) i was seeing if it would have any impact on the algorithm (laughs) he was doing woodworking (laughs) (laughs) i did i did sort of the same thing a couple like last week i think i just i doled a an old chisel and I called oh, it how to sharpen. Oh, the chisel. internet was mad, dude. That's got one that's point, you, like yeah. four million views now. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Make the internet mad; it rewards you. Oh, like controversy. Anyway, like five but my real posts, my actual posts that I want people to watch, five thousand views. No, did yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Just anyway, thing. Like, sorry. Tangent. Yeah, we try and put a lot of effort into put out quality content. You know, we want to portray. Not just the best of ourselves. Like we put out stuff that's like, you know, real. And our Instagram page is not so curated that it's showing this side of us that's not real. Like we just use it as kind of like a resume and you know, a way to engage with people and talk with the community. I mean, made for makers, that's what it was about. You know, we our whole page was sharing people. Like every story we'd put out would be showing this person or whatever and that's how and they make started because we wanted to expand upon that throughout the entire year so with and they make it was the goal to share these people in this community that are doing these awesome things and we wanted them to be able to find each other and maybe there's a type of making or thing that they've been interested in and didn't know how to do it or didn't know where to start. They may see somebody on this page and reach out to them and like ask them for advice. How do they start? You know, and that's, it kind of almost was like our own little podcast in the beginning where we would have Instagram live sessions and talk with them, interview them in a way, but it was on Instagram. So we didn't have like an audio recording of it. We are thinking of the idea of making that into a podcast in the future. That's kind of something that's... Hey, stay in your lane, bud. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I'm not trying to take anything away from AWV. You guys do an awesome job. But, you know, we love spreading positivity in this community. We love inspiring people. That's one of our biggest things. The community Uh, and the world needs more positivity. So, yeah, Yeah, man. Fantastic. By the way, if you're looking for a time slot... Wednesday at 9 p.m. is fantastic time to do it. <laughs> do it, do it, and we'll, we'll pimp it out. Make sure to tag us. We'll pimp it out. 
There's definitely no other show at that time. <laughs> definitely not Sawdust Talk. <laughs> we just start drama with everyone. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this. So, like, what is your... Because, like, I feel like you're in a very similar stage of, like, where I'm at, too, with, mm-hmm. with Emma and the business. It's like, there's an end goal in mind. But sometimes I'm like, when, what is the end goal? <laughs> when yeah. is it? When does when do I have the time to do the projects? Like when is when is this hard time done, and the easy stuff starts? Uh, so like, I'm gonna ask you this. It's a very loaded question, but like, what is the end goal in mind as it is right now? Because I know it could change. Like, what is your ideal setup for PL Smith and and they make and all that stuff with you and Priscilla? What is your ideal goal here in a couple of years? Millions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love that, but no, to be real, like it's to be our own bosses, you know, right now I work full-time as an engineer and it's a job that pays the bills, provides health insurance, but it's not fulfilling. You know, I'm going to work and sitting behind a computer drawing on AutoCAD all day, every day, same thing. We're so repetitive. It just, you know. It's just a job right now. So PL Smith, like we would love to make it our business to, you know, whether it's making a product and selling it to people, that'd be great. We'd love to do that. Or, you know, creating content, just being artists and being creative. And um, we're still in the very early years of it in terms of the business um you know we've made things for a lot of awesome people that have supported us but we've also made a lot of great relationships with companies and brands you know we're a very small account on instagram still in relative terms um but we have a lot of great sponsors that we work with and they have seen something in us and believe in us and we are very appreciative of that anytime that happens. I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to go into that a little bit deeper because so often we get questions on this podcast about how do you uh, reach out to brands? How do you work with brands? And like you just said, you're not a huge account, but however, you still do you guys are killing have it. sponsorships and you work with brands and, and how, how how have you accomplished that being quote unquote a smaller account? Okay. So I mean, I think May for Makers has definitely helped with that. Like this past year, we mm-hmm. it was the fourth year of that, and we did something that we have never done in the past where we did a giveaway for every single day of the month. And we met a lot of brands at WorkbenchCon when we went to that the past year for the first time. Um other brands that we have met through Maker Camp, uh, just talking with the different people and friends of ours that have large accounts that work with these companies. Um, so we've gotten to kind of be in touch with them. So part of it, I would say, is made for makers to tell them like, hey, we have this event. And a lot of people that partake in this are very loyal followers to us. I think that's the biggest thing within an Instagram, TikTok, whatever type of account you have, if you have a core group of audience that are loyal to you, then no matter what you post, no matter how much time goes in between you posting, you know, trust you and appreciate you 
being there to show them what you're working on because they love to see it. Brands like to see that. And when it comes to approaching a brand, whether I was going to say this, whether they approach you or you approach them, the worst you can ever get is a no in terms Mm -hmm. of you approaching them. But really like for us, like the way we figured that out and started with the whole thing was with no intent of even working with a company. Like we got into metalworking and I was thinking about, all right, what tools do we need to help us make the things that we're thinking of? And I went out and bought them. And one of them was an oxyacetylene torch and the company Harris products makes one, which my local welding supplier recommended. So I got that and I would tag them in the content and the projects that I was using it on on Instagram. And there was one day where we got a message from the company saying, hey, we really like what you guys are doing with our product and the videos you're posting. Can we send you some things to use in future product and future videos? And I was like, yeah, that'd be amazing. I love that. Um, but there was no, like I was saying, there's no intent to even work with a brand at that point because we were even small. We were half the size that we are now. And um, it was like five months that went by that we didn't hear back from them. We're like, okay, I mean, maybe this wasn't legit. And all of a sudden one day we, they reached back out and said, Hey, there was a change in the marketing department and there's somebody taking over. Let's talk again. Can you sign a contract? So this company I'm talking about Harris products, they're owned by Lincoln electric, which is the larger wow. parent company. So they make all the welding equipment. So that's when we signed a contract with Lincoln and started working with them. And they were asking us like, what are the projects you have in mind? And how can we help you work on those? So at that point, yes, we're still small. We were still a small account and we still are a small account. But like I was saying before, the content we put out, we put a lot of effort into and our heart and soul and like hours of editing, whether it's just the video itself or the thumbnail, whatever, and try to put out quality things. So I think brands and companies recognize that they can see when a you have a cool idea that you can pitch to them or b you're very genuine and your following knows that you're genuine i think that's a very big thing is when you have that core audience or you build that core audience by being genuine it kind of translates with the brand and whether it's something that they're investing in early because some brands, yes, they'll say, Oh, if you don't have this many followers, we're not going to work with you. But I feel like a lot of them are shifting to that idea of uh micro influencers, you'd call it. Yeah. Right? That's what I've heard people say it where rather than working with one account that has a hundred thousand followers working with 10 accounts that have 10,000 followers. Right. So, right it's almost like you're playing the card of let's spread out a little bit more and maybe that outreach will be bigger because this whole social media world is the wild, wild west. Like who knows when you're going to post a reel that goes viral and gets millions of views that could happen at any time. And when you do that, you could gain 20,000 followers from one post, you know? Yeah. Me and Dan don't know what that's like. Definitely not. I'm with you there. 
I I had a I had a, a feeling of of what it was like a couple of years ago, but it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're well, I got nice you. No, that's uh, that's 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 really great insight. I mean, it it's just like that old uh, Kevin Costner saying: "If you build it, they will come." Yeah, right? no, I mean, absolutely. Because I know that was. I think it was good. I don't know. It was in that. I don't know. Dream Everybody of fields. knows what the saying is. They just don't, they don't know dream of fields. Is. Field of field of fields, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a perfect saying for that. Uh, if you build, they would come. If you yeah. if you build a a little following, a little community, uh, no matter the size, mm-hmm. uh, brands will recognize that eventually. Especially if you have genuine content like you and Priscilla do. So yeah, you just don't uh, don't create an account and expect that brands are going to send you stuff like right away. I mean. You can't yeah. just stick out your hand and go, tools, please. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Also, don't go into it with, I want to go viral. Yep. I'm going to oh, do exactly. what's viral and all that stuff. Because it, it just doesn't work. And you guys, you know, you're, you're living walking proof of if you're genuine, if you create good content, if you build a community, it will happen. Yes. Because like, you, you know, oftentimes when I talk to you guys and you've said it multiple times in the pre-show in this and the podcast, you've talked about like, oh, we're we're not like a huge account. We're not a big account. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not active or like we've kind of fallen off. Like we always talk about that. We always cut ourselves short. But like I I've I've been posting twice, three times a month, mm-hmm. a month, a month right now. Like that's crazy. There's been times that I I used to post three times a day. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Life uh, priorities, life changes. Like, Absolutely, but as long man. as the content you're putting out is genuine, uh, you're still trying to work, hard, you know, work harder. Although my last content was literally sponsored, but uh, <laughs> you know, like as long as you're genuine, like we built our platforms on genuine content. We try to we try to do fun stuff, things we enjoy, post what we like to do, and post <laughs> the brands we like to work with, and it's led to some great stuff for Dan and I. And um, we can't forget that. You know, like you got to yeah. have fun. You got to be genuine. You got to have a good time. Uh, Cause if you're just out here to just get free stuff and grow, it's not, it's going to be a much harder time for you than it would be for coming on here for a community. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the brands can really catch on to that type of thing where yeah. it's, they're just wanting something free. And I, I, I mean, it's human nature. Like you can sense when somebody's genuine or not. I really right. believe that. I think in the beginning, you know, brands were like, "Ooh, how many followers do you have?" But I think mm-hmm. now, as as like you said, this was the wild west, mm-hmm. and I think it's getting more tame now because it's the, it's getting more wrangled, right? Yeah. To keep it that that wild west theme. Uh, brands know that followers can be bought or manipulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's about engagement and audience. Yeah. And, and absolutely retention. yeah well that's what i was going to say about like you know if you're striving to just make that viral <clears throat> real you're following that trend you know it's there's nothing that sets you apart when you're following those trends that end up going viral you know right if you are viral you maybe will gain all these followers but how many times do I look at your page? They follow you, right. but yeah. maybe they're they don't not ever see your stuff. They're not core core audience. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's where I feel like Priscilla and I are very blessed in the sense that with Made for Makers, we've built that core audience. Like right now, we're 
just over 5,000 followers on Instagram, which I, I I'm saying is a small account, but that's everything's in, uh, I guess, what do you call it? In perspective, like, you know, some people maybe have like 500 followers, but of those 500, every one of them knows and sees and comments and engages on their stuff. You know, you could have 20,000 and you're lucky if you have made potentially if you have 500 people that always see and comment and post on your stuff, you know, here, it's, here's that, the way I look at ratio. it. Not that this podcast is any measure of success to, mm-hmm. to be on it, but like when your name came up at maker camp, Dan and I were both like, yeah, why have they not been on here already? Like, mm-hmm. Not that again, not that we're the measure of success, but like no, 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 it's oh, not the it's not the size, it's the it it's not what you do, it's how you make the person feel. It's and not the size of the so, anvil in your pocket. It's it's the motion of the swing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it really is like it's not um what you guys have done, it's how you made us feel. And like you guys have been such an like a I don't want to say a background part of the community, but like, you're always there. Like anytime some event is happening, whatever, like Luke and Priscilla are there, they're involved Mm -hmm. in it or they're running it or they're posting about it or whatever. Like no matter how seldom you post or little you think you do, you're Mm -hmm. always there in spirit. And you guys really truly do embody like the maker community to me. You guys have leaned into it and, um, and it's just been great to like, like you're you're on here because we were like this these guys are great. They're part they're part that. of the family. They're 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 the reason we're all here, you know. They're they're doing everything right. So like you know, just know that you're you're doing doing all the right stuff. I appreciate that. That really does mean a lot. I mean, to both of us. I know Priscilla couldn't be on here tonight, but I mean, that really reassures her because there's a lot of times we talk and she gets discouraged, you know, like, like well, we're putting so much effort into this and it's like, we see nothing. It's like we spend two hours editing a reel and an hour writing the description, what we think people want to like, you know, what's insightful to people. And then it gets like 600 views. Like, But you're putting in a work, you care. And yeah, I, and I do there. genuinely and, enjoy my yearly yell at you guys when I just like yell at you and tell you how great you are. Like this happens. I'm angry. I'm not even yeah. kidding. No, I not. may <laughs> have a couple beers in me at that point, but I'm just like yelling at these two, telling them yeah. how great they are and how much they need to do more for the, not for the community, but in the community because people want to see them more and they want to be their friends more and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not just drunken Peter screaming at you like Dan yeah. does when it's like, be on our podcast. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was midday when Dan came over and said that. So if you're drunk, Dan, I, I'm midday? proud no, and he was surprised. Hammered. Yeah, he was already uh, <laughs> one total boat cup into his day. But, I love but it. That's you mentioned um, Priscilla is her name? Or is that what it is? Yeah, cool. Uh, she's uh, actually a, a secret fifth-tier patron, and she yes. wrote in a question for you, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it now. A uh, question from Priscilla Smith. I think his last Smythe. name. It's very exotic. Smythe. Uh, question for Luke. If I continue to only pursue painting and P.L. Smith never came to life, how would a f- Smitty Woodshop evolved or unfolded? Yeah. So Smitty Woodshop was my very first account that was only me as like my maker account. So on that, you know, I was just doing woodworking and 
I went through the whole thing of getting into metalworking. And at that point, when I first dove into that, we still didn't come up with PL Smith. Um, if she didn't come up with that and she was only doing artwork, I definitely don't think we would be where we are. We a hundred percent would not be. Um, working together has been what has made us stand out. What has made us be successful in our own eyes, you know, and you know, success is a measurement that everybody has in a different scheme. It could be money. It could be whatever. Um, I think that we are successful because we get to come up with ideas together and bring each other's ideas to life, maybe in a combined way, maybe in a separate way. Um, but yeah, I mean, if she was only doing painting, I would still be super proud of her. I mean, she still is. I mean, I know we're on a podcast and, but if you are watching this, like you can see there's this canvas behind me. Yep. She's working on a painting commission right now for somebody. And I mean, she, she's charging like $1,500 for this painting. And that's oh, because that's awesome. what she's worth and that's, the time that she puts into yeah. it while she's super ass pregnant. Um, but I mean, she really helped inspire me because if she didn't come up with the idea of making PL Smith and working together, I wouldn't believe in myself the way that I do today. You know, I have confidence in what I make and the ideas that I pursue. And even like I was saying, like talking to brands, like reaching out through an email and just saying, Hey, we're Luke and Priscilla. This is what we do. Made for make. We came up with made for makers. Like, when it was, you know, asking these brands to be sponsors and that, or just saying like, Hey, like we've built this community of loyal followers, um, you know, and we have some project ideas. These are what they are, whether they want to work with us or not. It's up to them. They say, no. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would have been afraid to even just send that email if she didn't come up with that idea for this business together. And so it would have been a lot of woodworking and that's it. <laughs> I mean, and probably not a lot of content. It would just be woodworking sans content. <laughs> I would say I would not even be talking to you guys. I wouldn't even know what the maker community really is because I had that imposter syndrome that I like, who am I? I just, I don't know. I like to use this saw to cut this piece of pine that I got from Home Depot. Like, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying I wouldn't have pursued it further. Yeah. If she didn't come up with that, I wouldn't have had the ideas that I have now to reach that point of being our own bosses and doing what we love for our life. And even like going further to our children, like our daughter, Lily, she's almost two. We're about to have our second. I want to instill in them like uh traits and positive uh just just things that i've learned from people in this community and things that i've learned from doing these uh different things like you know being humble that's a huge thing that's important to me and i want to instill those traits into them teach them about those i want to show them how to work with tools whether they you know take a liking to it or not that's up to them you know i want to push it but if they don't like it they don't like being on the shop all right 
we'll figure out what you do like. <laughs> um, but it's just something, it's a part of my life that's so huge right now that if it wasn't for her coming up with the idea and I, when I'm saying coming up with the idea, I'm saying coming up with the idea of working together and making yeah. Yale Smith a thing, I wouldn't be where I am hundred percent. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad she pushed you to it because it, it's, it's, she's about a whole maker movement. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love. She's got great <laughs> ideas. And yeah, sometimes I'll, at first I don't believe them. I don't understand them, but I trust her. <laughs> well, once things uh, settle down with uh, baby number two, we would love to have you guys back on with. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that she sounds yeah. interesting. We should have her on. Or yeah. we'll just have a Priscilla only episode. Yeah. Or just the babies, well, can... whatever. Like, you know, like yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, she's talking a lot now. You might have yeah. a very interesting episode. Might need a translator, <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. Well, um, since we were talking so much about the maker community and stuff, Dan, do you want to jump into uh, um, in maker news? Like, because we haven't done that in a while, and we don't have a jingle yet, so we'll just do in maker news. <laughs> yeah. do that. Uh, I I have a few things I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about uh, Scotty Walsh's new video. Have you seen? Never heard, never heard of him. I don't know who you're talking. He's about. some sort of Canadian guy. I only follow American YouTubers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, he, he made, he put his, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. I'm, I'm terrible at explaining something. Scotty Walsh he is built a, man. a new, he's, <laughs> he's a man in Toronto, I believe. Uh, he made a new miter station in his, I believe he has a one car shop. So he's got a pretty tight space for his shop. So he came up with a very interesting way to make his miter station more versatile and he put his miter saw on rails so that his miter saw can move across the oh, miter station. yes i remember seeing and i i think that that idea was like phenomenal and i've never seen anybody else do that i'm perhaps other people have done it but this is the first time i've ever seen anybody like implement it and put it on youtube and i thought it was brilliant also, huge shout out to Scotty because he actually bought one of my ZCIs and he featured it in his video. And uh, he, he he got me a few sales. So big shout out to Scotty. I really appreciate that. But um, I love his YouTube uh, like header photo because it's just him going, eh, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love his style of videos. And uh, they really produced well. Um, in other news... Johnny builds. We've had Johnny on the show, right? And everybody knows that Johnny likes uh, dabbling with epoxy. He built a table out of paper and epoxy in his latest video. Have you seen this? I was going to watch it today, but I was at work. I haven't seen it yet. I had the tab opened and I plan to watch it very shortly. The amount of work that goes into this is unbelievable. It's, it's, it, you really have to go watch the video. It's, it's mind blowing. You know, we've all seen videos where people, uh, put stuff into epoxy and put it into a table. I mean, I've even seen memes on the internet. Uh, have you heard of the internet? It's, uh, this thing that's, it's full of tubes and, and I get uh, all my news from the dark net. 
Yeah. Well, anyways, I've, I've seen memes on the internet, like where people put their uh, deceased loved ones in epoxy. Oh, have you seen that? You mean, yeah. you mean Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy my, my whole point is like, we've seen everything like be put into epoxy. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody like soak paper in epoxy and just layer it on layer on layer on layer. And then make a table out of it. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a really crazy, crazy video and, and idea. And I, I like to shout out stuff that I haven't seen before. So uh, Honestly, after, after I saw um Cam from Blacktail Studio do a denim. Oh yeah, he did denim epoxy table. After that, everything had the volume turned down on it. <laughs> like I, now that that's the standard, like all oh, the rest the of the denim trash. construction paper. It's yeah, it's like Oh, cool. That's also blue, like denim, I guess. <laughs> Johnny did use blue paper. Well, uh, blue I, yeah. paper. Anyway, I, Johnny, I thought that was cool. That's that's basically all I got. Do you have anything you want to Yeah, no. I I like a couple things. So, we're going to kind of go really broad with this like in maker news. It's like stuff we found fascinating this week. And uh Simone Gertz or Yetch, if you actually pronounce it correctly in her native language. Have you, um have you actually verified this with her on the pronunciation of her name uh when she started the yetch store she said my last name is pronounced yetch hence that's the name of the store so the yetch store uh which is simone gertz's uh or simone yetch's uh uh, shop she makes very uh interesting things actually i just realized uh the other day that 3d diy dave did a video for them or you collabed with them on on the the everyday calendar which they really? have. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was one of the people I've heard of him for it. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, I think he does just nothing but epoxy work. But anyways, yeah. so uh, she released this like it's one of those things where like we've. It, everyone's thought about it. No one's done it type of things. Which yeah, I right. Kinda, like I, you saw it. And you're like, you're yeah, like, you're like, well, clearly it's so dumb. Somebody must have thought of it. Right. And then it's like damn it this is kind of brilliant she she uh released a new product that she's been developing and it's literally it's a folding uh clothes hanger that's but the but it's not the clothes hanger that really excited me it was like the whole setup with the bar and like there's spacers on it uh and, and just it's really exciting it's like it's it's just a different way of thinking of things and and i love when someone just takes a basic concept that everyone's used to and just flips it around and it goes or like folds hey, it on itself or folds it on itself yeah. and it's like hey how come it is this thing is in half of it thing like like when pursue and luke were on a podcast but we only got luke so same concept <laughs> yeah um <laughs> sorry so really it's a fun thing she she they have a kickstarter going it's uh for the actual clothes hangers and i'm i'm assuming the whole setup but just look at the concept of it and you're like damn that this makes way too much sense i love it so uh Highly recommend checking that out. The other thing I'm going to talk about is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, which is 3D printing. And 3D printing is just getting like ridiculously cheap and good. Like yeah, the days of to having the point where I'm going to have to start doing it. It's please don't. You just got a laser. I don't need you to like you know undercut me on everything I laser now. But don't ruin my surprise. So one of the things that came out, this came out about uh, three weeks ago, 
there was some hint of this at the 3D printing East Coast Rep Rap, uh, Rep Rap Festival that Dan and Patrick, I'm sorry, not Dan, uh, Dave and Patrick and myself went to uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a printer that was being released by Elegoo, um, and it was called the Giga. And this thing is Giggity. enormous. It's it's so massive, and it was $1,200 on Kickstarter. And I almost bought it. I mean, Dave almost bought it, and so did Patrick. We're all like, oh, this is, is that, honestly... Is that cheap? Quote-unquote cheap? Relatively this, cheap? For Dan, this technology? printer... Uh, the print bed on it, you know, I should have had this like on the giga uh, print bed is it's going to be, of course, it's going to be in millimeters. Oh, my God. What's 800 millimeters in inches? Siri's going to answer. The answer uh, is 31.5 inches. 31 my, by 31 inches wide. And then it's got printer. about cool. 35 inches tall. That's big it's, for a 3D printer. That thing right? enormous for $1,200. It costs less than my bamboo x1 carbon the, the the fancy printer with the color changers like and that's granted that's a kickstarter so it's going to be a little higher once it comes out but like this technology is getting so much cheaper and i always talked about like we're all going to have printers of some type in our house one day remember st- when microwaves first came out and they were thousands and thousands of dollars i can go to menards and get a microwave for 30 bucks now luke and i don't <laughs> Because when we oh, that's right. I'm old. Conscious humans, they were already cheap. <laughs> Dan, when you came out, when they were running on coal, um, that was a different time. So we could talk I, about we, the cost of VCRs too. If you want to? Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Was was oh my god! Wait, I saw something that aged me like five years. It was a. It was a. Of course, a TikTok. I read a book. It was a TikTok. Uh, it was a TikTok <laughs> of like you want to feel old. And it was a panning video of the score, like what they scored, what they stole in Fast and the Furious 1. It was VCRs, DVD players. It was all Panasonic and whatever. Yeah. You want to feel old? That was Fast and the Furious 1. They were stealing VCRs. Yeah. So. Now to get rid of a VCR, Goodwill won't even take them. They're like, no. They won't even take them. Yeah. <laughs> They're hard to find now. Yeah. You want like, to feel old? VCRs. <laughs> but anyways like this it's just getting better faster more ridiculous like lasers they're getting better faster easier to get like laser beams freaking laser beams like dan's got a laser now that's how you know like anyone can laser dan has a laser i do laser things daniel's dunlap md yeah yeah yes medical dunlap <laughs> so like you know it's a, it's a lot so like I, it's really exciting i i encourage anyone that's really interested in it to to check it out you know the days of like oh you get that 200 dollars printer from micro center the um you know ender three or whatever like don't even look at that the technology is getting so much better at a slightly better price point you're able to get quality that we years ago we were like this is insane. Why is this costing six hundred or sixteen hundred bucks or whatever? Now you can get that in like a three, four, five hundred. I'm gonna get a three D printer from Timu. Don't <laughs> you can't stop I'll me. disown you. Oh, oh darn! If you do, I'm deleting your number. I, I don't even want texts like, "Hey, how come it's not? How come it's catching fire? Is this normal?" <laughs> like, no, it's not, Dan. But go check it out, guys. That could be in reference really to cool all the texts I there. sent to him about lasers. <laughs> yeah, I like how yours was all like YouTube based. Mine's all product based. 
<laughs> go buy. That's my only frame of reference. I don't. I don't yeah. know what's going on outside of the maker world without YouTube. Luke, do you have what's any? Do you have maker? any maker news? You want to? Anything come to mind? I know we're throwing you under uh, the gun here. No, I mean maker news. I don't really know right now. I mean, I've been so busy with working on some stuff. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. A baby. That's why. That's why I pull all my maker news from YouTube. <laughs> like, I'm so busy with everything. It, it has. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I'm sure oh, I man. have something. I just can't think right off the top of my head. But well, if you think of something, just interrupt us okay. <laughs> because we will Love ramble. This. We will ramble. No, same. I can do the same. Do we have any other questions, Petey? Uh, we do have one more question. That's very serious. Uh, very, very serious. important. Uh, Malcolm sent it in, and um, I think. I mean, honestly, I think all of our answers are going to be the same for this one. So let's uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll you see know, I don't have the blow oh, black Betty ramblam. I don't even have the audio blah, ready. Blah, 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 blah. Let's just go into it. <laughs> you want me to oh, sing it? For I, I gotta hear that. I love. Wait, that Dan, audio. go, 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 Dan, Dan, do it up. Oh, black Betty ramblam. When did you get so terrible? I don't know at what you just I, did. See, when I did that originally, I did it on the fly, and, and I wasn't expecting to have an audience. So. And, if you get a chance, no rush. But when you get a chance, don't ever do that again. Okay. Ever. <laughs> and here's... I'm going to play the actual thing. Go, Black Betty! Ram, lam. So yeah, much gooder. That's so much better. I agree. So I agree. much gooder. Yeah. Gooder. Uh, <clears throat> I need to get so a anyways, voice coach. A voice coach? I uh, hear Braden's free. Anyways, here's a voicemail from Malcolm. Hey, guys. It's Malcolm with Boston Ever Woodworks, and I just want to welcome Luke to the show. It's too bad that your better half couldn't be here, but we will take it. I appreciate you. Um, I want to ask this week's question, which I think you guys already know what's coming. If there was a Maker Fight Club, what influencer would you fight and why? Okay, thanks. Um, I'm going to answer this one first. Uh, I think the answer is obvious. It's Drew Witt. And uh, I think why is pretty obvious too. Also, my finishing move would be hitting him in the face with a cutting board. Uh, Dan? <laughs> well, you, you took the answer right out of my mouth. I mean, have you seen his puny little arms? And he's got like chicken right? legs. I fig- like, I thought I, they were CGI. They were so skinny. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Drew Witt. And my finishing move would just be throwing bow ties at his forehead because he's got a massive forehead. You can't miss. But they'd be like ninja stars, like super sharp. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Luke? Luke? You have a influencer uh, you'd fight? I'd probably take on my uh, arch nemesis, Luke Gelman, because he uh, spells his one. name yeah. Lucas the incorrect way with a K. Oh. Mm. Despicable. Mm. Despicable. No. Yeah. no, he was a solid second choice, but I mean, like, Drew Wit. I mean, come on. You. Yeah. I mean, the worst I could human run away ever. Real fast if he started yeah. throwing out some crazy moves, but, you know, I yeah. think I wish if, like, I, I wish the Jointery podcast was a person so I could fight them. <laughs> uh, like, fight it as, as, as one human well, like, I think well, one sentient being. The Supreme Court has said that corporations are a person, so I think a podcast oh, is technically a person. In so. that case, you know, sweep the legs, go straight yeah, down. Yeah, I think. Boom. I think, yeah, I like that answer as well. Yeah. Uh, no. Also, um, I would fight any maker in the community who doesn't have arms and legs. Wow. That's at least two <laughs> content creators I follow. Yeah. So I think I have yeah. a pretty good chance of winning. 
Dan, I don't know. Uh, take advantage of it. I didn't can. say 100% chance. You'd get winded just getting hyped for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> to pass out from hyperventilating. I get winded walking to my mailbox and back. Oh, all right. But Sorry. a serious answer, serious answer, though. Serious answer. Serious answer? Yeah. Drew Witt was my serious answer. Um. Well, of course, mine too. But like, I, I want to keep answering. But I, more like, serious. All right. Uh, n- Number one choice, subsection C. Paul Jackman. Cause like, I mean, mm. obviously like I could take him. <laughs> like, let's be real. I don't know. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> Maker camp okay. 2024. I, yeah, I could take him. Playing I could take him. Here's what, he's what you call a lightweight. Yeah. I mean, but could you take those gigantic hands that he made that articulate? It's all CGI. Have you ever seen his head? Not as big as the photos muscles. (laughs) Same thing. Guess what? He's five, two in heels. Yeah. He's five, two in Carolina boots. boots, Okay. He, he, uh, Ron DeSantis is those boots. I've seen it happen. Yeah. That's topical. That's a good political (laughs) joke there. Cause he wore lifts. (laughs) Yeah. Allegedly. uh, Carolina boot risers that he's got in there. Carolina <laughs> boot risers. Yeah. And there, uh, there, right there, folks, is your secret <laughs> code phrase for the WorkbenchCon giveaway. Carolina I love it. boot risers. That's a good one. Send Carolina that code boot risers to us in an email at awpgiveaway at gmail.com and you will be entered for the giveaway for one WorkbenchCon ticket. I was going to use. Would a matician? <laughs> I like Carolina boot riders. <laughs> would a matician is one of those like where like we would get sixteen wrong spellings, <laughs> and we'd be like, right, "This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> We've done that before." <laughs> uh, do we have any other questions? Um, you know, if you if we don't have any more questions, I don't think we do. Even though I asked you, and I'm just gonna answer for you what's on our our bench in a like a fortnight all right dan wants to brag so let's do a quick rapid fire what's on the bench i want luke to go first though okay luke go he play the jingle first i need to hear that oh you want me to do it make me real no no, i mean no i don't want it live dan and i'm definitely not stalling while i pull up this i mean i could do what's on my bench there we go there we go that's what i needed uh, yeah, so right now I am working on a sculpture for Sean Kirsch, uh, Shaper Sean, if you don't know him. Are you um, making it out of white? Sometimes oak, he's just Sean. He may, yeah, I know. He, he likes to go by Shaper. But, anyways, um, yeah, so I am working on a sculpture for him making a fuchsia flower. I don't know if you know what that looks like off the top of your head or not, but fuchsia in color. Maybe, I don't, oh. There are lots of different colors, but it's interesting oh. where it hangs like upside down and it is in combination with a hummingbird that he wants. So he wants a, the fuchsia flower and a hummingbird um, at Maker Camp. Oh. I had one that I was working on for different type of flowers, but he saw it. He's like, I'd love for your, if you could make that. And he wants to give it to his wife for her birthday, which... I asked him before coming on here, he said that I could talk about it, but just if any of you, any of you know, don't ruin the surprise. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on this hummingbird with the fuchsia flower, and it is coming along good. 
it's a lot of work. I mean, yeah, I'm looking this, at it right now on Instagram and that is, that is something that is fantastic. You really forged the hell out of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, it looks just like the other uh, hummingbird you made. I guess this one's a forgery. No, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> if you're forging your, your own self, I mean, like, is that acceptable? Well, that's that. Um, oh, it's yeah. it's it's phenomenal. You, man, wow. You know, yeah. If you heat up the the metal high enough, I I bet you can make a carbon copy. Carbon. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, please. No, man, I mean, into this madness. These things are fun. It's cool because it starts off as just one solid block of steel. Like it's just a rectangle that you cut up a specific way. You hammer it this way, that way, bada bing, bada boom, you've got a hummingbird. I mean, you guys could do it. It's that simple, right? Yeah, I could do that. I was actually in the post I put out today. I didn't record much of the process of making this one because I. It's, you know, it's a commission. I got to get it done for him because I got to get it. We're recording Thursday, the 17th. He needs it by the 26th. So that's right after Thanksgiving. Figure out and the you shipping. got a few I other gotta... things going on in your life. Yeah. And my wife is very, very pregnant. And we're about to have our second daughter. Like, and very pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she could not be on here. She couldn't make but, it on a podcast. I mean, she's been so awesome. Like where when I go to work in the office and I get home at like five 30, I come home and I give our daughter a bath and I put her down. I, I take over the parenting duty of what she had to do. So we haven't seen each other all day. You know, I take care of our daughter, put her down and we spend maybe a half an hour just kind of catching up, chatting, talking about what's going on. And I'm like, I gotta go out in the shop and work on this. I gotta get this done. And she's totally cool about that. And that's kind of where, you know, even the past year and a half, since we had our first daughter with working on projects and getting down, especially commissions, I do a lot of late nights. That's kind of the normal for me. I'm up until 1, 2 a.m. in the shop. I don't even realize what time it is because, yeah, I'm working on a commission piece, but I enjoy working on it so much because most of the time it is something that's, unique or one of a kind or i haven't done it before and it doesn't matter how long i'm up you know i'll go out there until i completely fuck up and like all right i need to come back at this tomorrow (laughs) but yeah so for this piece it's a fuchsia flower which basically hangs upside down and for the pieces in the middle of it i had to figure out how i'm going to make this hummingbird float on this piece so i like to make that piece uh the hummingbird separate so you can pull it off and it's not like welded on in all one piece it's kind of its own dynamic part of it so if you want to see kind of what i'm talking about if you go on our instagram page i just put a reel up today kind of showing how that sits link in a bio or link in a description (laughs) appreciate that um yeah so Right now, I'm trying to finish that up, and then once that's done, I got a couple other. Actually, yesterday an order came in for some forged home goods, so we're doing some different like wine bottle stoppers. Um, oh, cool! Like trivets, different things like 
for your home. Like that was actually an idea that Priscilla came up with. She's like, I want to, within the art world of painting, there's always like kind of, she has a series or a theme that she'll create paintings around. So she's like, I want to come up with something that we can make as a product that's with a theme. So we moved recently a year ago and she's like, I want to come up with forged home, like home goods that are forged. So like Mm -hmm. coat racks and like kitchenware stuff like that. So yeah. um, Anytime we see Squarespace go off that there's an order, get very excited. Very, very relate. I know you guys are big on Etsy. We're working towards that. Yeah, we're. Yes. I'm trying to grow that Squarespace site. Got some TikTok orders though. That was good. Oh yeah, man. TikTok I guess I'll go into my thing. So yeah, I, I actually got some TikTok shop orders this week, which is nice. I'm seeing some uh, traffic pick up, which is great for having done no actual like new products or anything like that. <laughs> I've been I've been really hard on myself this week about like not having enough products. But uh, what we have been doing is going. We we're going through Etsy. We're we we signed up for E Rank. We're going through all of our listings, figuring out what. Uh, what stuff we're missing, adding new photos, changing descriptions, using ChatGPT for that, all this fun stuff. And um, it's a lot of work, guys. It's a lot of work. It's not a lot of fun. And it'll hopefully pay off. So that's yeah. how we're looking at it. So, you know, it's just uh, it's running your own business, right, Dan? Um, right on. Yeah, like, you know what that's like. So uh, aside from that, we uh, I've been working on, uh, you know, getting stoned in my driveway. So I what? Like crazy oh, yeah. stone that I was laying out. I finally got to finish it because the weather uh, was really nice the last two days with about 62 degrees. So today I, I got to finish that up. Uh, just have a couple more stones to put down, but then we got some more topsoil to put in and level everything out and then plant grass. So let, uh, landscaping. Yay. So fun. Great mm-hmm. to do in November guys. This is great. The soil is nice and warm. Um, aside from that, yesterday we went down to the pine barrens about two and a half hours away from us still in New Jersey two and a half hours away. Uh, we went to help move um, our, our good buddies uh, over, uh, what's that Priscilla and Luke, um, over at the Pine, uh, Pine Barren uh, Pallet Works and Sawdust Gypsy. Uh, Carlina and Pat were moving their shop from the the garage and the pallet house and that whole area into a this beautiful 2,500 square foot shop wow. with a loft and a paint booth. Damn, this place is bonkers like insane awesome. so uh I'm pat got a them, although it i'm, I'm like also it. very jealous dan i i heard loud and clear what you said <laughs> <laughs> i dude i saw that space and i almost cried i was like this is ridiculous it's crazy but those two are killing it they got the shop up front so makers handmade their storefront that they opened up is up front it's beautiful they did a really nice job setting it up the giant shop behind it is incredible. And we got to move everything. Uh, what's funny is like, so we, we so first of all, I, I work in evenings this week. So like I worked at 4 p.m. We got up at five and we drive there. We get there by like 8.30. We start loading up the truck right away. And then like, I keep staring at that laser, that giant, like, the you know, thunder laser. laser. Yeah. Same one I like, same size I have. I just keep looking at them like this is going to be a nightmare. And somehow, I don't know how this happened. I don't know what resume he read. I was kind of placed in charge of mo- the moving 
of yeah. the heavy equipment. Like everyone was helping. Everyone, like I, we couldn't have done it without uh, Patrick Hurley and Emma and, and a couple of their friends that were there. But like, I was somehow like, well, you've, you've moved this, you've moved before you've moved shops before. I'm like, I've never moved a 1500 pound laser with a lift gate that doesn't even fit it. So we were like, we set up like blocks underneath it and everything. And we were like supporting it, lifted it up. We pushed it on and then we had to do it in reverse when we got there. Honestly, the laser, the smoothest part of the whole process. Once we got everything figured out, but it was Polish ingenuity. Oh my God. It was scary as all hell. Holy crap. Having this giant laser with, by the way, a a water filled tube inside it. Like it just, it's so scary because you're like, it's a glass tube. It's filled with water. It's super scary, but we got it there. Everything's there. It's, they're all set up and we left at like one o'clock hauled ass back to North Jersey, uh, driving through that mythical central part of New Jersey, right? You know, where South and North meets, there's no central Jersey. It's not a real thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, all um, I know is where 80 is 80 is North Jersey. That's right by me. Take 80. Okay. Come on over, say hi. Uh, but anyways, helped out with that move. But aside from that in the shop itself is, Ornament making season and cutting board season. Druid's favorite mm-hmm. time of the year. So uh, we're making a lot of cutting boards. We're trying to use up every little bit of scrap that we've got to make stuff because I got a, a fair in about uh, two and a half weeks. It's going to be at the Tranquility uh, Farm Market thing that's in Tranquility, New Jersey. So if you're in the area, come check us out. It's going to be the first weekend of December. I think that's 5th and 6th, something like that. I'll be there. Um, you'll be there. Thank you, Dan. Please make sure to be there. It is on um, the second, the second and the third of December. You were close. I was so close. But Dan, what's up with you? What's going on? Uh, Do you remember a couple weeks ago, I may have been talking about how Etsy's a little slow and I was getting a little worried. Yep, That is is not the case currently. (laughs) Uh, Like I've mentioned many times, this is a roller coaster ride. And I think currently I'm at the top of a hill. Uh, or it certainly feels that way. And I, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but like, it's Bragging insane. It's insane how busy it is right now. And it's only going to get a little bit more busy. I would imagine because the holiday season is upon us. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, speaking of Etsy, I had a pretty cool milestone uh, a couple days ago. I hit 5,000 sales Woo! on Etsy, uh, since I started my etsy shop in 2021 i think nice. i think i started it like way sooner but i really didn't start selling anything until june of 2021 so yeah five thousand sales over like a year and a half Congrats, that's man. pretty that's fantastic i i'm pretty uh i'm Goals. very very grateful very humbled by that <clears throat> so not only is etsy like going bonkers but last weekend uh Braden from Little Bug Woodworking. Uh, he's local to me, as Never heard of him. any of you may or may not know. Uh, he invited me to uh, come join him at a maker craft fair uh, at a local high school. And we did pretty good. We did really good, actually. I was shocked at how well we did. Nice. So that that was pretty fun. So I signed up for another craft fair this coming weekend. Uh, two days from the moment we're recording this, uh, like several months ago. But I've been so busy with 
Etsy and trying to keep up with all my other things that I hadn't had a whole lot of time to make items for this upcoming crafter that I have planned. So he's going to be joining me uh, at this one. So that that actually helps a lot. So he scratches my back. I scratch his back. And uh, how romantic it, it really is something. <laughs> I mean, I should get a picture of us together. Um, so, yeah, I got that coming up. Uh, hopefully I can do half as good as we did last weekend. So that's uh, it's been a little stressful trying to get that together. And then since I'm talking about that, uh, uh, I was able to partner up with X tool, the laser brand. Uh, mm-hmm. We've hinted at this a little bit in the show. I have a laser now. Can you I believe how I feel it? About this, I have a laser. <laughs> I don't know if I like. Mm. So I I've been weird. I've been playing with that. That's super fun. Uh, I've been lasering all kinds of stuff. I lasered some dick butts. As as you you have to do that. That's Richard yeah, Butts. That's a yeah. test, right? You have to it's do that test. Like, to make sure you're. It was my first carve on my CNC. It was my first carve on my CNC, I believe, and I figured might as well make it the first burn. So I did that. Uh, <laughs> I tagged butts. X tool in it. I don't know if they appreciate it. They didn't say anything. So. <laughs> can you I please mean, send that back now, Dave? It got like, got like <laughs> 10,000 views. So, I mean, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really excited to have a laser. I've already lasered a bunch of stuff that I'm going to take to uh, the craft fair. Uh, fun fact, uh, something I learned. So, I got a uh, CNC pack, uh, like a file pack from Hamilton Dilbeck over at, uh, well, I think his, his Instagram page is just Hamilton Dilbeck. Uh, he's got a, he's got a YouTube uh, channel and he's got a website called CNC later. And he ah. offers a bunch of CNC files, uh, SVGs and DXFs and stuff. And I bought one that he put out like last year. I think he called it uh, make timber. It's like a make timber pack. Well, anyways, there's a bunch of yeah. files in there. And one of the files is a whiskey smoker. Hmm. So I cut out these whiskey smokers. And then I thought, well, I got this laser. I'm going to, you know, engrave whiskey smoker on them. You know, there are two ways to spell whiskey. One with an E yeah. and one without. With silent W. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I engraved them all without the E W H I S K Y. No E. And I've gotten an earful from people on the internet saying that I did it wrong. But I'll Wait, have you know. People on the internet told you you're wrong? Yeah, believe can you believe that? I it's what honestly. Where do they I, get off? I don't understand that. The nerve. You should tell them that you're gonna talk in depth about it on the podcast <laughs> and then just get them to come over and listen. Oh, oh so. solid reviews. Damn it. Damn it. Just leave out the why just have it say whisk and then they whisk. can finish it however they want <laughs> yeah. give, give each customer a, a, a sharpie here you <laughs> fill on the rest <laughs> uh no uh yeah so i did that and i got an earful and you know some people say it's wrong some people say it's not uh if you buy a bottle of maker's mark they spell whiskey no e so you tell me who's right i don't know anyway that's is good for content vodka smoker so i've learned oh yeah controversy is good for content i mean i yeah, i yeah. did a a real last week or the week before 
of me quote unquote sharpening a chisel. Basically, I just jammed a chisel into my drum sander. More like dulling the, the paper. <laughs> that reel has a 1.3 million views or something like that. 1.4 maybe. So yeah, controversy, folks. If you want to go viral, yeah. make the internet mad. That's it. That's that's all I got going on in my world. Right. Uh, same old, same old, basically. Well, with that, that's our show. Uh, Luke, that's thank it? you so much for joining us. Yeah, that was yeah, amazing. That was great. Yeah, I mean, we've been going for like almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, this has been going a while. Uh, but Luke, thank you so much for joining us. We're uh, sorry to hear Priscilla couldn't join us, but she was here in spirit and uh, you yeah. did all the voices. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I appreciate it. I have a um, picture of her up on my other screen. So that's a little like weird. Right. Is that weird? I'm going to let it, I'm gonna let it okay. slide. I'll let it slide too. <laughs> I give you approval for that, Dan. That's so okay. a couple oh. of little housekeeping things. Uh, so again, uh, there is a giveaway for a WorkbenchCon ticket. If you, yes, missed- there is. Don't say what the word is, but if you miss what the catchphrase was, you have to re-listen to the podcast because you're just trying to skip around. The whole you're, thing. To, you're trying to cheat. Yeah, you Only have to listen to the thing. Because it's anywhere between guys. minute one and 90. Yeah, so <laughs> go ahead and listen. The other thing is a little programming note. We do not have an episode scheduled for next week. It is uh, a day of giving thanks. A uh, day to fight with your family and day to eat way too much. And then the eat day lot, after, talk just politics, way too much money on a TV you don't need. Yeah, you know, yeah. the good stuff. So anyways, uh, how about them liberals and their agenda? Am I right? Yeah, bring it up at dinner. It's going to be great. That's why they're so organized, Dan. They have agendas. Uh, anyways, aside from that, um, we're really excited to uh, you know do this partnership with WorkbenchCon. We're going to be doing a giveaway. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing the announcement for the um, the winner at the end of this year or maybe the first episode of ne- next year. So we'll somewhere around there. So you'll mm-hmm. have about two months to plan your trip and uh, figure out just how you want to you know, greet us at WorkbenchCon, whether it's a nice firm handshake, smack on a butt, kiss on the lips, whatever it might be. So we're very a excited. Firm for that. grasp of buttocks. Yes. Now, if you don't like to gamble, uh, I just want to remind everyone that you can buy a ticket and use code AWP for fifty dollars off, not percent. Uh, yeah, no. Just, yeah. No, 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 no. Good lord. Fifty dollars <laughs> off. Yeah. And uh, if you use the code DDWW, it's actually fifty dollars more. Yeah. Is that yeah, where yeah. I messed up? <laughs> yeah, so use code AWP for $50 off of your ticket. Uh, and we're really excited to see you guys all there. And again, no episode next week. And I uh, just want to remind everyone that probably when you're listening to this, it's going to be 37 days until Christmas if you're a patron. Oh, 39 God. or, I'm sorry, 36 or less if you're a non-patron. So uh, if you got Christmas stuff to get out, get it out now. Yeah. Dan, you got anything to add? I will add real quick for Pete. Yeah. With the workbench kind of thing, definitely look into going. Priscilla and I went for the first time last year and it was amazing. I mean, that event is so cool. You get to meet so many people that you know that you are looking forward to meet. It's awesome. So look into going. We have a good time every year. We will not be seeing you this year uh, because we got probably. 18 maybe less days until our daughter's born and it'll be a lot going on for us but you're gonna have your hands full yeah so selfish i'll miss you guys (laughs) it's all me 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 with you guys all right (laughs) (laughs) well thank you all for joining us uh we're excited to uh see all of you in a couple months but uh 
enjoy your your Thanksgiving, your Friendsgiving, and the time you get to spend with your family. Enjoy uh, hanging up your Christmas lights the day after because your wife or husband wants you to put them up right away after Thanksgiving. That's how we do and, it at uh, the Lap House. And enjoy all the uh, great sales and all the half-off items you're going to get, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, don't don't forget to spatchcock your turkeys. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see you all in two weeks. And, damn, we hit a, episode 180. It's kind of crazy. What? Yeah. 180. Oh, you're wrong. Right. So yeah. 180 from Just, uh, being a metal worker rather than a woodworker on this episode, huh? Crazy. I, we're really I would diversifying. like to say we another metal worker podcast. Yeah, next week we're gonna have an accountant on, and then and then a a, a garbage man. After that, we're really diversifying. Ooh, I think we need to talk after this. <laughs> uh, but we do have some great guests lined up. So, anyways, I'm done talking. Dan, you you say words now. Uh, bye bye. Love you long time. Love you. Love y'all. Bye. Joinery sucks. Love you. Bye. Love you long time. <laughs>